0: Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets.
1: Hello, this is Cheyenne Dunham, and I'd like to welcome you to the June 5th episode of the bull bear banter. Tom Guinan is joining me, and he is going to recap the corn and soybean markets for the week. Tom?
0: Sure, Cheyenne. July corn closed up two and a quarter today at 331 and a quarter. That's up five and a half from last Friday. December corn gained two and a half today, ending at 345 and a quarter. That is up six and a half week on week. July soybeans were unchanged today, closing at 867 and three quarters, gaining 27 cents from last Friday. And November beans closed up two and three quarters at 879 and a half, up almost 28 cents for the week.
1: So our big story this week is the return of optimism for corn and soybean prices. As Tom just mentioned, both had decent gains for the week. With July corn closing above 3:30 and July beans ending above 860, there is hope that we will see even more next week. We've seen some decent short covering in the corn market this week, and this has led to even more short covering every day. Our purchases have steadily increased this week as well, with many using this opportunity to either extend their old crop sales or get them wrapped up. We're also beginning to see some folks start to sell new crop. This week we were able to show a bid of $8 for new crop soybeans at our landless locations, and that got a lot of attention. While we realize this is below where many of you would like to be selling, we continue to encourage people to get started there. Optimism is a good thing, but we also need to be realistic. And with that, let's move on to the bull bear factors.
0: Well, Cheyenne, on the corn bull factors this week, U.S. corn exports increased slightly last week to 44.4 million bushels versus 43.2 million the previous week. With less than three months left in the marketing year, we really need to see this number stay above 40 million on average per week. U.S. corn sales improved to just over 25 million bushels last week, up from the previous week of $16.8 million and right in the middle of expectations. Total commitments are now almost 1.6 billion bushels, which is 16% below this time last year. However, the USDA estimate for exports is $1.775 billion, which is 14% less than the previous year. So we're on a good pace to hit the USDA numbers for the year, and maybe even exceed it. Ethanol production last week increased again, climbing to 225 million gallons, up from about $218 million the week before. Stocks also declined to 944 million gallons, down from $973 million previously. Gasoline demand improved as well at just over 7.5 million barrels per day, up from about $7.25 million the previous week. July crude oil has added about $4 per barrel this week, flirting with $40 a barrel, up significantly from the 17.27 price we saw near the end of April. We mentioned a gap in the chart last week, and it's currently right in that gap area. It'll need to add about another $2 to close that gap.
1: For our bear factors on corn, the corn crop ratings released earlier this week show all but one in the major corn growing states improving for the week. Nationally, it's now 74% good to excellent, which is up from 70% last week. In Iowa, the trend is the same, but the numbers are higher, at 85% this week versus 81% last week. Nebraska and Minnesota are at 82 and 83 percent, while Indiana is at 68 percent, and Illinois is at 56 percent. Of those five states, Nebraska is the only one that did not improve, as it was also 82 percent last week. Even though we continue to see ethanol production rebound, keep in mind that last year at this time, there were over 300 million gallons per week, compared to last week's number of 225 million. Even with more production coming back online, it appears the total demand will be about 500 million bushels less than last year. And we expect another downward correction in the USDA estimates at some point of about 75 to 100 million bushels. Gasoline demand is also something to keep an eye on, even with the recent increases or more than 20% below last year's demand for this time of year. All in all, the main concern hanging over this market is where ending stocks will finish this year and next. If the USDA is close to correct, we could see cash prices well below $3 for harvest delivery this year. And right now, there's a weather premium built into December corn futures. If or when the market senses this crop is made, that premium can and will evaporate quickly.
0: On the soybean bull factors, currency strength in Brazil is really slowing farmer sales there. After the previous weakness in the Real, we were seeing a lot of farmer selling. This recent strength has all but shut off purchases from farmers in Brazil. There continue to be stories about Chinese purchases being made, but it appears that most of the non-Chinese destinations have been quiet lately. Technically, soybeans are now trading above some recent resistance points, and with July futures ending the week above 860 it feels encouraging. Perhaps we can change those to support levels.
1: On our bare factors for soybeans this week, this was the first week for crop ratings for soybeans. Nationally, the good to excellent numbers are at 70%, and that has Iowa at 81, Minnesota at 84, Indiana at 69, and Illinois at 56%. Nationally, we're 52% emerged versus 17% last year at this time, and 54% on average. Of those, Iowa is at 76% emerged, Minnesota is 73 Indiana is 58 and Illinois is 50% emerged. So we're off to a good start, and we'll see what next week's report shows. Export shipments last week came in at 14.6 million bushels, which were an improvement from the previous week's number of 12.2, but they were still near the low end of expectations we now need to average more than $22 million per week to reach the USDA's projection for the year. With three months left, we'll need to see some confirmation of the sales we've been hearing about, like that 4.9 million bushel sale to China announced earlier this week. And finally, sales of U.S. soybeans last week came in at 18.2 million bushels. This was just below the bottom end of expectations and more than 5 million less than the previous week. However, it's still running ahead of the weekly pace we need to see to hit the USDA projections for the year.
0: As far as what to watch for in some upcoming events, next Thursday, June 11th, is the latest WASD report. We'll look for some changes in their supply and demand estimates there. Our next major holiday, July 4th, is only four weeks away. And now for Tom's take. Cheyenne mentioned optimism and hope earlier. When I think of hope with regard to grain marketing, It always reminds me of a poster I first saw in my dad's grain elevator. You've probably seen something similar. I call it the greed-hope-fear cycle. Hope is not a bad thing in this context, but when it leads to greed, it becomes a problem. Inevitably, the cycle ends, prices drop, and we all just hope it can get back to that level we wish we would have sold earlier. When it doesn't, and prices erode even further, we reach the bottom, again, and fear sets in. Bushels get priced because we're all afraid it will drop even more. And then prices start to get better, and we start to hope again. Then they get even better, and we try to punish the market for making us feel so bad earlier. Then greed sets in, and we miss another opportunity. Speaking of opportunity, this week we rolled out a program that we are calling Grain Pricing Opportunity. Our grain marketing advisors and customer service specialists have made and taken many phone calls this week about this program. Quite a few people are taking advantage of the opportunity to get some grain price for June delivery. Many are finalizing their old crop sales. We believe this is a great time to get a little more for your farm-stored grain. As I mentioned a moment ago, the 4th of July is only four weeks away. How good do you think this crop will look by then? Waist high? Shoulder high? With the recent rains, humidity, and heat, we could be looking at the makings of a monster crop. Don't let greed blind you to the opportunity that is right in front of you now. Give us a shot. Let's see what we can do to help you get your bins empty, even if you want to leave your pricing opportunities open thanks for listening.
1: I think that's all we have today. We appreciate you joining us for the bull bear banter. If you'd like to contact us, you can send a tweet to at Landis Co-op or drop an email to podcast at landiscooperative.com. Our tagline is bears make money, bulls make money, and pigs just go to market. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. We want to thank you for listening and we'll be back again next week.